Welcome to the Taproom Exclusive. I'm Dean Zarbaugh. I'm here at Four City Brewing Company. Uh, we are uh, sitting down with uh, Jim Waltz and Jay Demigal. Uh Jim, you are the brewer here uh, for Four City. Um, talk a little bit about your brewing history. How'd you get into it and what brought you to Four City? Uh, I got into brewing via actually wine. Um, okay. Was graduated from Kent State, you know, years ago, got a business degree. That was not for me in life. <laughs> so uh, I was working in restaurants and got into wine. And the thing with wine is the the more you love, the more you know, the less you know. Right. So um, I wanted to go back to school for it and really kind of understand it. So I found a little school down in North Carolina that had a five acre vineyard on the back of the school. Oh, wow. And uh, being married with a newborn, like going to Cornell or going to UC Davis was not an option. So we went to, um, we moved down there and um, they had a full viticulture program. You spent time in the vineyard and time in the winery. So uh, that's where I started in the alcohol industry was actually okay. through wine. Um, and then from there, you kind of learn fermentation. You understand how fermentation works. And we were in the sticks of the Blue Ridge Mountains. So oh, okay. Charlotte was just starting a beer scene. Gotcha. Um, old Mecklenburg was brand new. And I think there's maybe one other brewery. We were up in Mount Airy, so Winston-Salem uh, was about 45, 50 minutes away. Charlotte was an hour, and Asheville, you know, was two hours away. Yeah. So um, it just kind of made sense. So we started a little brewery on the vineyard. So when people would come up, we had a place to um, oh, nice. to have beer there. So that kind of introduced me to uh, to brewing down there. And once you kind of get into fermentation, you just, you're interested in production. And we ended up moving home. I ended up getting into distilling, kind of self-taught on distilling, and worked in distilling for a little bit, and then went to New York to start Southern Tears Distillery. Oh, nice. So that was a couple of years ago. So when I went there, they had a big old um, still, about 300 empty barrels, and so I went up there, and we were living up there for a while, and the um, it was great. Loved working up there, but uh, the, the snow is not fun <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's no, beautiful it's for a never... few months in western new york yeah um and i'd you know been in touch with jay uh just through uh mutual friends and stuff okay. and then he uh had reached out that you know they were looking for someone and we were kind of looking to get ready to move back and the thing i love and what i was excited about just working for jay is um you know we, we, we were just a small neighborhood pub it's not a corporate brewery <laughs> whatsoever, yeah. you know? Right. So for us, it's just, it's exciting for me because there's a lot of freedom to brew, you know, since we're not kind of um, confined to a lot of having to distributors just so it's, since we brew, we tap what we make here right. and keep it in house, we can kind of really play and kind of do whatever. So it was, it was great. And just kind of as a small business person working through that, it was just a great opportunity to come kind of start this off with Jay and, um, you know, grow the business and kind of grow together with it. Well, you know, and today it's uh, it's really hard to get on shelves. And, you know, why deal with that whole headache if you don't have to and you bring everybody to you? Well, that's, it's interesting because, I mean, we, we get a lot of questions about, you know, it's a crowded brew scene in Cleveland and people ask. But, you know, the couple points I always make to them are, you know, each brewer brews very – has their own style of brewing, right? Mm -hmm. You could ask each brewer to make – chocolate chip cookies and you're going to get a, a different chocolate chip cookie from everybody absolutely so there's a variety out there even though you know there's a lot of places to visit um but there's different levels and different tiers you know i mean we're we're excited to be 
a neighborhood pub, mm -hmm. you know, like a place that people walk to in the neighborhood. Absolutely. And, you know, we'll have, we do have goals down the road to, to go, but we, you know, as more of a self-funded kind of growing organically type of place, um, it's nice because there's, you know, I kind of give the the example sometimes of, you know, in our, our general area, you know, your, your Great Lakes and your Market Garden are up here in mm -hmm. production and scale and stuff. And then us and Brick and Barrel and some of the small are, are down here with, yeah. with what we do and in, in, in the volume that we brew and stuff. And then there's like everybody else like in the middle yeah. fighting for that same stuff. So it, it, it's interesting just because. You know, our, our place is just real unique given the history of the building, and Jay knows you know, all about that to, to fill in on. But, you know, to us it's cool because we're just kind of trying to really be a true neighborhood pub. Absolutely. You know, where something's different when people come in, everyone gives us their feedback. Oh, we love this. Brew that again. Right. And we listen because, you know, we're literally right there. So when I come in and, you know, Jay or the bartenders are talking to people, you know, we'll brew stuff one off and I have no idea how it's going to come out. Right. And, you know, some of these things I throw in a barrel and I think it sounds cool. Yeah. I think the recipe will be good. Oh, fingers crossed. Yeah. And so it's cool when we come in and people are like, oh, man, that that was great. You know, and so we put it on the list and we'll, try, you know, make sure we make it again. Or, yeah. So those are kind of the fun things about the, 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 the smaller production style um breweries absolutely and so this is what's this first beer we're getting into tomahawk is that yeah the tomahawks are our belgian triple um make sure i give you all the Ooh, that's nice all the details so we we i kind of just a general overview i mean we do a lot of um traditional style beers with the you know we, we put our twist on them and give them give them our their own little character but you know, uh, European beers are something we really like to make. You know, we set up a lagering system, so we make our German beers, our, our box, and um, we make our Oktoberfest. And then we do an array of Belgian beers, too. Just enjoy the style of Belgian yeah. beers, and you can have a lot of fun with them. So, yeah, the Tomahawk is – we do a lot of baseball-style names for, for beer. So, um, being a Belgian triple, you know, Jay's history with baseball and the softball warrior through the years and stuff um, – <laughs> The Tomahawk, the nickname, yeah. yeah, Jay's nickname. So that's where the name comes from. But it's just nice. it, it's a, it's it's really meant to just be a classic triple. I mean, it's Pilsner malt. Yeah. Um, uh, it's got the um, saws and Goldings hops, and just just, just kind of your traditional. Uh, we didn't kind of go crazy for for that one, but it's a it's a higher gravity, so it's a, it just taps over just eight um, percent. It's it. pretty smooth. It, yeah, it's nice. Yeah, that, one thing we really try to pride our sells with and the brewing even i think we do high high gravity beers very well um and the thing i always try to go for with high gravity beers is to is just to achieve balance with it mm -hmm. you know working and distilling long enough i know what a burn feels like <laughs> you yeah, know what an alcohol right. burn feels like especially when you're sampling off of a, a still mm -hmm. um and that's not what the goal is you know i, I like when people say it's sneaky alcohol yeah. you know like yeah i, I want it to be flavor much, forward yeah. and flavor driven and then you know when you go to stand up or you go to have another that's one that's it. when you feel it not yeah. your, your your first kind of initial taste is where you think you know even we have some beers that go up to 10 percent, and no one has ever said wow this you know they're it like tastes it, like 10 yeah, yeah. they're like oh, that's this a is 10 percent. you're yeah. like that's what that's the goal yeah you know that's the goal in the higher gravity ones i yeah i would never have clocked it at that just from the the, especially the the clean finish on it is is really cool yeah yeah that it's a it's a it's another one of those 
that we, we keep it around. It does come off the beer list from time to time, just when our rotations of things. And every time it's off, somebody's always, you know, where'd that go? Where'd it go? When's it yeah. coming back? You know, so that, that's kind of like our tomahawk. But well, then, yeah, then you, that's how you know you got to hit. Beer. Yeah. And it's kind of nice too, not to keep it on all the time. Just yeah. So people are looking for, you yeah. know, just to make it a bigger deal when it, uh, when it does come back. I, uh, I found, uh, we were packing up my grandmother's house and we found a, uh, an old booklet. My, her uncle had fought in world war two and we found like a, a folder of like his entire journey. Okay. Uh, and it, he'd spent time in Belgium and he spent time and he ended up when he got discharged was in Pil, uh, Pilsen. Okay. And so I'm like, that's probably where I like, why I like European <laughs> side. Right. I got it from him. You and got he, it there, right. Uh, it was really cool. I never knew some of these things. and But then you find out and it's like, I really want to f- go there now oh, and yeah. like feel that connection oh, when yeah. he was there and, and drink some really good beer. This is, have you ever been over there? No, no. You know what? My dad is, was stationed in Germany in the 60s. Um, in the army, as my grandpa was too. Yeah, and you know we, as a as a young lad just out of Oklahoma, you know, did jump into the military and get shipped over to Europe and mm-hmm. living in um Berlin and stuff. One of my goals would be to go. I'd love to go back over there for yeah. the first time and like just go drink beer with yeah. him. Go drink beer with him and go to Munich and go to all these places and just really get the the vibe. So on on the bucket list. Yeah, I I uh, I, I love this beer. What what was it about a triple itself that inspired you to brew it? Have you, did you have a lot of experience doing that before here? Do you just like, is that a style you like to drink yourself? Um, yeah, no, yes. Yeah. Any of the bell we do, we, we make doubles, we make triples, we make quads, you know, we, we kind of run the gamut of it. It's just, it's a style we like. Um, the style fits the vibe of our, our, our place, you Mm -hmm. know, um, so we, we try to brew beers that, that we like, but we think that will kind of just fit who we are. So when people come in and try that beer, they are going to really kind of connect with the style of our, our beer list and the, who we are. So, um, yeah, it, it, anything Belgian, man, we, just, we just like we just like the style. I mean, because they're, they're flavor driven, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not just necessarily always hop driven. Right. You know, between what the yeast gives it in character and some of the malts, you're using different malts, with, you know, between your biscuit malts and some of the other malts. It's just it's, for us, it's it's fun um, just to kind of play around with flavor without, you know, having to go to left field to try right. to draw flavor in with some things. It's just sometimes just using a simple malt change yeah. or simple hops in a, in, a, in a cleaner style beer that shows that stuff off yeah. is a cool style Absolutely. to kind of make with it. Uh, and, you know, there's not a ton of this style out there being, you know, widely made. And it's nice to kind of, it sets you apart from everything else that's out there, all the IPAs and all the hops and stuff. And, there, you know, there's nothing against I I drink an IPA yeah, every no, day, I, but, uh, you know, it's nice to be able to go somewhere and know that, this can be made too. You all, it's funny because like with all, you know, the, the one of the reasons I got into brewing um, was you have creativity. Mm-hmm. So like when you're in the wine, there's not much creativity. Right. The, the vineyard makes the wine. The area makes the wine. The soil makes the wine. Um, you, you just don't try to mess it up. You get yeah. it in, you bottle it, you know, you filter it, you do some stuff to it, you barrel age it or something. And, um, so with, with brewing, that was fun for me because there was a creativity to it. 
And then you, you kind of have like a blank check in a way to, oh, let's experiment with this, let's experiment with that. Um, distilling was kind of the, the other thing that got me into it was distilling can be very boring in a way. I mean, you could use corn, wheat, rye, two-row, and then you make something, mm-hmm. you know. And it's, and so when I went to New York, part of the you know thing I wanted to do was experiment and have fun. And then when we came back, when I came back here to brew, and everything's everyone's trying to create and do different things. We were kind of like, maybe we could just make beer. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe we could just make some good tasting yeah. classic beer. There's definitely some beers we do that have a have a taste to it, and, and you know right. some different stuff. But overall, it was just kind of like, um, let's just have let's just make beer. Yeah. You know, good clean beer. And uh, you know, we throw stuff on from time to time. We have a couple beers that are a little crazy, flavor wise that we are literally just having fun with. But but most of all is just, man, let's just make some good, clean, classic beers that kind of show us our style and what we, you know, who we are. Um, and people, you know, people like it. So yeah, it's kind of, it's, it's, it's kind of nice. I'm the same way. I mean, it's easy to dog on IPAs just because they're so popular. And I think everyone's always waited. When's the bottom going to fall out? Mm-hmm. And it's just, it hasn't, yeah. you know, different, it's just different styles it just keep coming out. out. Yeah. You know, but I don't mind putting IPAs away for six, seven months. Yeah. I was around here when the weather, like I love right. winter beers. Mm-hmm. I love winter beers and my fall beers. And as the weather's changing and spring's coming while, back. Right? Yeah. <laughs> right. You get a lot of great, gray sky beers. Snowing in April. Awesome. But, uh, but you know, when, when the season comes around and then I'm, you know, definitely in the mood to have like a, an IPA, right. and stuff, you know, stuff like that. But moods um, change. It is. And we kind of, I don't know. I mean, I kind of, th- there was jokes in wine industry that he could always, hide a bad wine with sugar mm-hmm. you know and we always kind of joke with ipas that it's like well if it's not good just make it more hot but, you know yeah and and it's just kind of a way we joke but there's there's so many good ipas and stuff oh and absolutely you're always after them but you, you do kind of laugh because i mean there's a couple times where we're down to like one or two on the beer list and people freak out oh yeah you know and it's just like oh we've got you know, try other things well, yeah so we're like we're, we're try some other stuff but it's just you know the first question is you know what, what's your ipa and so we usually we usually keep you know two to three on out of like the nine beers we keep on tap and you know depends what season it is it might you know right now with the spring and baseball starting off you know i think we've got four or five four on right now nice from a black ipa to a session ipa to um or double i yeah we just kind of got it got our stuff ready so we do make them, and yeah. we do like them, and we make good ones, but <laughs> we, we make other, We try to round it out, too. Right. Well, it's funny. Uh, a lot of the brewers I've talked to in, uh, in doing this show, we, it's, it's funny to note how consumers go out and try a new brewery. The first thing they want to try is like an IP. Mm-hmm. But if you ask a brewer, generally they're saying they're going lager, pilsner, something. Oh, Kolsch is cleaner. the best. Kolsch is the best. Yeah. Well, you can't hide in a Kolsch. And then that, but that's what you're you know, getting you into can't when hide you were in talking. A you, there's yeah, no there's way there's to no hide behind if the hops. If you walk into a brewery and they have a Kolsch and they that's do the first it, thing. you know they can brew. Yeah, and it's, just, it's funny to see how two sides of the coin. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like everybody wants to try like the latest IPA, and right. I do too. Oh yeah, uh, and then uh, and then, but I give me a good Kolsch or a Pilsner or a Lager any day, yeah. or a triple. Yeah, uh, that's what we um, you know, we do our Bach uh, beer, our Burgerhorn Bach, and you know, I, I, again, being a smaller place, that you know, we're we don't really have schedule schedules that meet all this, so we we kind of can brew at our 
at our leisure. So if we want to leave something in for a month and let it go and then yeah. age it for, and so that's kind of what you know we do with our lagers, and and, and by far they're the cleanest. I mean, that's my favorite style of beer, are German malty beers. I mean, yeah. I, I love those styles of beer. So to be able to make them here and have them out, but you know, you, you get why in some of the bigger places when they're, you know, they can't keep fermenter space held up and bright tanks right. held up. They got to, so you get it, but that for us, it's just kind of nice because we, we can, and then they make really good beers and there's just nice balanced multi traditional, yep. you know, beers. And, and, and so, uh, so we're coming out of that season, <laughs> yeah. which is the only bad, right. but I'll give it up to get, to get some sunshine and some, some nice weather and be able to sit on our in our beer garden with with some <laughs> nice spring summer beers and uh you know we got some pretzels delivered to us uh, as well here and uh, i'd had it with the uh with this uh if anybody wanted to uh take some take this beer home with them and eat at home uh or you know eat here what would you say other than maybe the pretzel here which is fantastic oh. uh what would you say is gonna yeah uh is gonna pair well What's gonna pair well with the beer? With the with the tomahawk. Oh, the tomahawk. Um, you know, probably our hummus and chips platter would pair. Ooh, well, nice. Pair, pair pretty well with that. But uh, you know, a big pretzel will pair well with anything. Yeah, you know, that's that's my motto. Uh, so, yeah, but we we have a hummus and chips. So we get all of our, all of our food from the West Side Market. Oh, very nice. So we get that the hummus from the Jacobs Oasis out there, and we're, we're good friends. They're nice small. Uh, local business vendors, um, Cleveland vendors. We try to support all that kind of stuff in the community. Yeah, that's uh, that's what I love about this uh, this industry is the support that you guys give to everybody around you. Yeah. Uh, so very uh, awesome work that you guys do. That's awesome. You know, not a lot of people uh, outside of this industry understand how much you know you guys give back to the community around you. I mean, without. Without this community, you guys wouldn't be here. Absolutely, yeah. You know, uh, anything else you guys want to get out about the tomahawk uh, before we head out uh, to cover the next beer? The, the palm to tom, I think, is next. Yeah. No, let's, yeah, let's jump the, into the say song. All right, uh, tune in next week as we get into the uh, the palm to tom.